When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, 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 and welcome back to EW's Binge Podcast, RuPaul's Drag Race All-Star 7 Edition, adapted from our weekly quick drag Twitter spaces at 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Pacific, Tuesdays on the EW Twitter feed. I'm Joey Nolfi, Entertainment Weekly's Drag Race reporter, and today we are coming to you live from the workroom, where I have freshly done a shot of tahine off of Jada Essence Hall's wrist, and I am buzzed and ready to speak to our special guest today. She, of course, absorbs her tahine energy boost porously through copious amounts of sponges. That's right, Miss Monet Exchange is here to talk about episode four of All Star 7. We get into her UK sister, the Vivian, blocking her, Raja's hilarious, iconic, legendary clapback to the judges on the main stage, performing with a prosthetic pig nose during the courtroom improv challenge, and where exactly all of the Trinity the Tuck Alliance drama might be going in the weeks ahead. Enjoy the episode. Hello, Miss Monet. How are you? Good, girl. How are you? I am so good now that I'm speaking to you. As always, you parked my mood right up. So thank you so much for joining me today. Well, it might be because you also took that Percocet. Do you ever think about that? Or maybe it's because I took a shot of Jada's Tahin. <laughs> God. <laughs> Jada, I love that little whore. She is so tiny. Watching the teas, I'm like, this. I mean, Jada is uh, is a tiny lady, but watching her next to like me and like Roger, who are like mammoths, and like <laughs> Jada just look like this like tiny little preschooler that, that ran into the workroom. It's crazy. Anyway, sorry. That shot of her with the Vivian's shoulders on last week. <laughs> Truly terrifying. <laughs> I was not kidding. I was not doing anything. She startled me. I was like, oh my God, what what's is that? the tea? <laughs> so good. It's so good. So wait, so did you try one of her tahine shots? Because that has been cracking me up ever since I've seen this episode. Wait, tahine shots? I haven't seen the episode yet. <gasps> wait a minute. So she, you looked so confused because she was like telling Shay to do a tahine shot because it's her energy booster. It's like that, that Mexican spice. And they put yeah, it. Yeah, right. So did you do it? I don't remember if I did. Listen, I, girl, I can't even tell you what I did yesterday. What's the? What, I don't know what day it is today. I probably did. If, if it's food, <laughs> I'm involved in it. I most certainly have done it. Absolutely. Oh my gosh! I just I'm gonna have to try it at some point. Um, <laughs> but speaking of Jada, we have to start there. I need to know: Do you blame her for the Vivian blocking you? Because as we yes. saw, you do. Uh-huh. Jada tried to, to sabotage me and reminding everyone at the top of the episode that I had not been blocked. I'm like, Jada, mind your business. Why is me being blocked your concern? So I think Jada put that little B in Vivian's bonnet. And when it came down to the blockeration of it all, when Vivian was between uh, myself and Jada, she chose me. So Jada caused this. And I was like, I cannot believe that this British bitch 
came over to my country <laughs> and blocked me on international internet. You know I love your history with British people. That's not even... <laughs> you know, and I am British. I have done nothing but pay homage to my people. I did that green outfit last episode with the red hair. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I did the Emerald Isles you of did. Ireland. I cannot believe that my own countrymen, because I am Northern Irish, um, did this to me. It's just a travesty, and we will never let the Vivian live this down. But it is interesting because everybody has been saying so far that, like, they don't really care that they were blocked. They're all fine with it. But, like, how do you feel about it for real? Listen, I think that I was, I'm playing the game, girl. I am playing strategy. And so up until this one, it had been working. You know what I mean? I I escaped two blocks. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that um, I just didn't make make it to the Vivian in time. And in my defense, She's the letter V. She was on my list. I just had not made it down there yet. Um, so, and it's my fault. I should have spoken to her sooner. It's all my fault. So the, the Vivian, she didn't, to your knowledge, she didn't know about the alliance at that point because we didn't see you, like you said, try to get her to join. Oh yeah, Vivian had no idea about the alliance. Let me tell you, had I spoken to her, again, my people, I would have definitely been able to communicate with her like, girl, no, we're in this for the long run together. You, me, and Trinity. She thought it was just three of us. And then I would have been good, but I just did not get to her in time. It's yeah, all that, my fault. That'll be in a few episodes time once the alphabet, because I mean, yeah, she's she's pretty far yeah. down there on the alphabet. <laughs> um, but in front of Evie still. Yeah, but let me tell you something. Now that she done blocked me, oh baby, there's no chance of an alliance. And I will absolutely, if I get the opportunity to, will come for her. <laughs> Yes, I cannot wait to see it. Now, I think that she did have a really great performance in the lip sync. I mean, Jinx, though, I feel like Jinx seemed kind of like not up to her usual self in the lip sync. I don't know if that's just me or if that's what other people were feeling as well. Like, do you think that Jinx possibly threw that lip sync? No, I don't think. I know Jinx. We painted the entire time together. I knew Jinx before the show, and Jinx is super analytical, very neurotic. And uh, I don't, I don't think Jinx threw the lip sync. She's like, she's not that type of girl. Like, she's like, I want to do a good job as well, anytime I can. And um, Jinx definitely, in, in my experience with Jinx, maybe I may be wrong, but she's not a. I'm gonna throw it for strategy. Yeah, type of person. I know. It's like I always have to ask that question every season because you see somebody talking about it on social media. So I always like to go straight to the sources and see what is up there. But you were in the room when the Vivian decided to like bring in this xylophone prop from offstage. Now that was Jada, I believe that handed it to her. Correct. Yes. Jada did hand it to her. Um, So maybe they have some um, (laughs) situation working that I'm not privy to. And I'm very curious to see what ends up happening because I, Hey, we haven't seen it yet, but I, I don't know where we're at. Um, we're just seeing what's going to make the cut, but I definitely thought that there was a smokers alliance going on, and this is furthering at my point. Yeah, I was going to say we're having another little alliance here over the xylophone. Mm-hmm. But how did were you present for any of the conversations? Was Vivian like, okay, who wants to hand me my xylophone what, during the lip sync? Like, how did that even happen? No, I think that is part of the alliance. I mean, maybe it did happen, but I did not see any talks of any someone giving someone a xylophone about uh, about who's going to do the American bandstand. I don't know what was going on with with, with, with all the instruments. Okay, <laughs> so I think that there is some alliance that we're going to find out about, and people will um, see that I was not the only one playing the game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, the the twists just keep coming with this season. Maybe another potential twist. I mean, with regards to lip syncs, now that we're on the subject, I mean. 
Nicole Byer had a theory on episode one of The Pit Stop that Bob later said, you know what, knowing Monet, that makes sense. She said that you might have turned around during the episode one lip sync because you didn't know the lyrics. Can you confirm? Yes, Nicole Byer is right. I do not know the words to Old MacDonald Had a Farm, something that we all learned in like the first grade. Yeah, Nicole Byer has cracked the case and one would exchange not knowing Old MacDonald Had a Farm. Girl, no, literally, like, no. Like, it's just... It's just like a dramatic effect. There is something to see a girl walk up stage and dramatically turn around and just like come back down that fucking runway. I think it's dramatic and it has uh, worked for me in the lip sync. So that's why I do it. It's just a little dramatic musical exclamation point. Yeah, no, I agree. I fully agree. Like I didn't, when I watched that, I, my mind, I, I was not, oh, it's a Valentina situation. She doesn't know the lyrics like that. I, it was drama. That is exactly what came to my mind. Uh, thank you. Let me say, if anything, Bob, Bob likes to do is stir the pot. Okay, Bob will find a pot and get a ladle and stir it. That is that is what he does. Um, and you know, I'm not surprised. I've been trying to further this narrative. Yes. Well, speaking, of, you you know, I can't let you leave this interview without talking about the topic and our cover interview. Ut's potentially wearing the sweater. I mean, you're not going to wear it, are you? <laughs> I did. It was in episode three of Untucked. I wore it. It's, it's in there. You did? I did. It was in episode three of Untucked. I wore the sweater. Oh my God. Wait a minute. Did I not see Untucked last week? Yeah, it was in there. Maybe I didn't watch Untucked last week. Oh my gosh. I can't wow. well, Joe, you know, if you're not watching Untucked, you, um, <laughs> you know what's happening. You want to get half the story, girl. This is proof. I only got half the story. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. No, I'm going to have to go back and look. I totally, I think I missed Untucked last week. Well, let's go back to this episode for things that I clearly did see. Um, <laughs> right before the episode's lip sync, um, Raja, I thought it was so funny that Raja asked RuPaul, are you sure I want to stay up here when Ru dismissed the safe queens? And I saw a recent video of you all where you all were doing superlatives of the season and Raja was voted the most likely to say something to the judges. So what was the atmosphere like with Raja in that moment on the stage with the judges? Oh, you know, let me tell you something. Raja is the oldest of us. You know, Raja, when we filmed this, I believe Raja was 48 or 47. Mm -hmm. So like, like Raja was like going there like, bitch, I am a grown ass man. And I'm going to say my thoughts and opinions like I would being a grown ass man. And um, yeah, that was kind of the energy Raja has. It's like, older deity energy and she and she will give it to you every time that she can and Raja's a woman about her business and a man about her word and so yeah that was a Raja's temperature often it's just being straight up and be like no like it was episode two and she was we were talking to her about snatch game and she was like I should have won and rules like well, what about she's like I'm serious I should have won you yeah. should have let me win that get that challenge you know what I mean that's just that's just Roger's energy no nonsense but always with a grain of white wine in it you know what I mean mm-hmm. so that's Raja all the time and I live for it yeah no I love that that it's it seems like with this season everybody is sort of more comfortable and sort of just being themselves and not necessarily like playing anything up for the cameras. It's like everybody just has lived in their own artistry so long and they're, they're just so comfortable in front of these cameras. And I think that's what's making this season so incredible. Um, Something 
that I also loved from this episode. I mean, your performance in this courtroom improv comedy challenge, genius name for your character. Let me just say that I was laughing out loud at a lot of these characters names. Um, and you were all wearing these little like pig noses. Girl. <laughs> well, I have to ask you, it looked like you were all having trouble, like talking with those noses on. So how did that impact your performance? So silly. I mean, now it's not enough to, 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 to do drag and sing and tell jokes and dance. Now you have to be a VFX makeup artist. I was like, I don't have to put in no damn prosthetics. <laughs> when I've done prosthetics before, girl, I do the easy ones with like the little water ones. So this one, you have to like do Prozan and this and that. It was a task. It was hard to breathe in. And mine was, it was supposed to be the color of your skin, but the way my my foundation on it looked a little lighter, I was like, this is insane. But nonetheless, it was a fun challenge. And the jersey is obviously a callback to the jersey justice challenge and all-star score. And I had a good time doing that challenge as well. And yeah, so I really <laughs> very until justice felt like a really fucked up version. It was it felt like we were like in like Shrek 5 or something. <laughs> like just all like the fairy tale kingdom people just doing some a, a, a courtroom show. And I also love courtroom shows. I would DVR Judge Judy all the time. So the whole challenge was a good time, and um, we love a little improv moment. Yeah. Oh no, I love that you study Judge Judy. I literally my DVR got so full because it's on in New same. York four times a day. It's on in New York. Oh I, my god, same. It's literally got full. It was like your DVR can no longer hold. Yeah. Anymore. Oh my god, me too, Joy. That's so funny. And I'd have to go and like try to like delete like old episodes yes. I've seen already. So that's yeah, I used to that show all the time. But there's some that you just don't want to let go of that I hey, had on my girl. DVR. <laughs> The one, do you see the one where she, I forget what the case was, but she just goes, she comes to say to the guy, so you're a hustler. Yes. And she's like, you're a hustler. Yes. God, I I did not know that we shared that mutual affection for Judge Judy. Another thing yeah. that I love about you, Monet. Love Judge. Um, so, you know, being a fan of, of judge shows and, and courtroom shows, what was the energy like in that room, like improvising your way through this scenario? Like, what did you all have a good dynamic together that allowed for great improv? Like, what was it like in the room? Yeah, we had a good dynamic together. Um, I think we all like shows like what once we like all decided what type of character we're going to play. It was uh, fun to do that all together. And, um, you know, I, I think at first Jinx and Jaden were like making sure like they, they they wanted to make their characters different because at first they kind of like were the same like when they were rehearsing but then when we got in the room they figured out, out the roles of each character and it was brilliant it was really great to watch mm-hmm. honestly who is hotter Evie's boogeyman or Evie's wolf oh just Evie honey <laughs> uh, I would say the boogeyman I love a man with a big head of hair you can grab something to hold on to mm. Should we wait? Should we maybe add Evie's dad into that? So the boogeyman, the wolf, <laughs> or Evie's dad? Which one? <laughs> Honestly, I'll do a little menage as well with other I'm going to get myself fired here for asking you these questions. (laughs) Now, Jada also told me that, like, back on the first episode, that there might have been some slapping mishaps with Raja and the choreography challenge. Um, So I know you all had a big fight in the courtroom scene. So were there any slapping mishaps in this court challenge between you and Jada and Jinx? Uh, no, there weren't any slapping mishaps, I don't think. First of all, Jada hit me. I don't think I'll even feel it. The woman is so... (laughs) Beautifully petite, I wish. Um, and Jinx and I did not yeah, end up a slapping accident for me. It was all great. But um, honestly, what I learned this season is that Jada, I had not worked with Jada before this. And Jada, I really grew to a really lovely affinity with Jada because she's so funny and she's a good actor and she's she's great. And she was 
Jada was lovely. She really, truly is lovely. Yeah, she is really doing so well on the season. I'm so glad that people are because like I think it was really unfair what happened after season 12 and, and some of the things that people were saying about her. And I'm just really glad that she is proving all of those people wrong right now. Um, she's totally. doing so well. But um, for you, what can you tease about what's ahead now that you are blocked? Like, how is this going to affect the Alliance and who you ask to join the Alliance and how you play the game going forward? What can you tease? Well, I think I goes to say that the event is out. <laughs> and if I get a chance, who knows? We'll see what happens later on in the season. I will absolutely come for that, bitch. And um, I think this, not that not I have been blocked, I don't feel the weight of having to be so like crazy with the alliance. I mean, I'm still going to be working, but not as intensely as I was because now I've been blocked. It's kind of like, like I'm like, I'm like uh, ascending the mountain, right? I'm like, so now like mm-hmm. what else can happen? I mean, maybe something, another twist might come and may force me to play hard again, but who knows? Who knows, Joey? We don't know. We don't know, but we, we do know that chaos is in store because this is drag race. Now, one thing that is not chaotic was your performance across the pit stop. I mean, I know that there is some buzz about like pushing this for an Emmy nomination this year. So I have always wondered like the because I think a lot of people just assume that it's just, oh, like we sit two queens in front of a camera and they just talk. But like, I know there has to be a lot of preparation that probably goes into doing something like the pit stop. So can you just give people an idea of the amount of work that goes into doing the pit stop? Yeah, people think that it's probably just like somebody on like a on a on an iPhone 13 Pro recording it on like two cameras. No, it's like there's a full production team, there's a full camera team, there are PAs, set design, there's like literally everyone on set. It's like you're looking at a team of like what 15, 20 people to make this all happen. And shocker, we don't record it Friday night, edit it overnight, and then put it out Saturday morning. If anyone thinks that's how the pit stop happens, some people probably really think that. So you get to see the, um, you know, so I, I, when you do the pit stop, you're a few episodes ahead. And it, like, judging it from that point, and you see, like, you get to see so much of Drag Race in one time with someone's growth, it does give you me to look with kinder eyes than maybe like the judges do because you're seeing a bigger picture. You're like looking back a little bit. And, um, and when you, when, when you know someone sewed all their own stuff and they brought it with them, it does, you do treat them a little kinder because you're like the fact that you, on top of all the stress of going to drag race, you had to take your hands to the, to the fabric store and get your fabric and make all these looks. You're like, I do get that on a little bit of a curve because I just find it to be very impressive when you yeah. look at it from the, from the angle of the pit stop or how the judges probably see it. And um, it's a really good time. And also to create that dynamic between two people who, because, you know, all the drag race girls don't know each other. There are some people that I did on the pit stop I never, I never really hung, met before, mm-hmm. really, like, uh, Pangina. I've been Pangina Bruce before, but Pangina, Akira, I didn't really know Akira. I met Lagandra every once or twice. So and to 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 create such a good rapport with someone that you never met and, and have to do it on camera and you and people feel it at home, that does take a lot of work. And I'm proud of that work. And um, I love doing the pit stop. It's always a great time. Yeah, no, I loved your perspective on that. Although I do have to question, I mean, you said that you met Pangina for the first time, but according to George's, you competed against Pangina on UK versus the world. So <laughs> not sure where that comes from. Monet exchange. <laughs> Monet, this has been lovely as always to talk with you. I appreciate your perspective so much. Thank you for always being so kind and hilarious and just a blast to talk to. Thank you so much, my dear. All right. You always as well. Thank you, Monet. Thank you so much. Bye.
Thank you all so much for listening. To keep the conversation going, follow Entertainment Weekly on all socials at EW on Twitter and at Entertainment Weekly everywhere else. And tag me at Joey Nolfi. If you like what you heard, subscribe, rate the podcast, and leave us a stunning review. This episode of Quick Drag is produced by Sammy Junio, Lauren Klein, Chanel Johnson, and Jillian Cedarholm, and was edited by Lauren Klein. Full episode reports are available at EW.com.